You have to be in a space where you're done blaming everyone else and just pointing the finger at what everyone else has done to you. You have to be ready to focus on the things that you can control, which is yourself and how you show up in your relationships. And that is when you will start to see yourself really grow and really change. Grown Girls, welcome back to the Girl We Grown Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and I'm so happy that you are joining me this week. And now that we are in a new month, we are starting our next monthly series. It is going to be about elevating relationships. And I thought it would be perfect to start with a mini episode on how focusing on our own personal development and self-love are some of the foundational components to creating thriving and healthy relationships. So I'm going to dive right into this topic. I think self-love is so crucial in every aspect of our lives, especially in relationships. I truly believe that if you don't fully love yourself and know yourself, it is going to be really easy to lose yourself in relationships. And also it's going to be really hard to even know what you actually want out of a relationship. Your partner's happiness should never come above your needs. And what I mean by that is if you have to give up everything that you need to make your partner happy, then that is not the right partner for you. You shouldn't have to compromise your needs in order to make someone else happy. I think sometimes people can crave relationships so bad that they are willing to give up everything they need for their partner just to earn their partner's love. And that's not the way that things should be in relationships. Relationships are give and take. And if you aren't getting anything out of that relationship, then I promise you that is not your forever partner because they would want to make you happy as much as you desire to make them happy. And I heard this married woman say one day that in their relationship, their goal really is to out love each other, meaning they are going to do things to make their partner feel so loved. And it's kind of like a competition where they're constantly working to out love each other and make each other feel more loved than the other. And I think that's a great mindset because when you have that mindset, it's at top of mind of making sure that you're meeting your partner's needs, but then your partner is also in the same headspace where they're also focused on meeting your needs. So in the end, both of you all, are going to be getting your needs met. And I feel like that is something that's so crucial in having a healthy relationship where both partners can be happy. Of course, there are going to be ebbs and flows and different things that happen in our lives where someone may be giving more than the other. But at the end of the day, I think if you both are focused on one, I need to make sure I voice my needs so that my partner knows what I need. And two, I also need to make sure that I'm listening to my partner so that I can understand their needs as well. So back to self-love, the more you love yourself and have a strong sense of self and know your worth, you are less likely to settle in a relationship just to be in a relationship. And I really do believe that a lot of this really starts at our healing journey because we all have some kind of trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, past relationship trauma, and just different kind of things that we've all had to face in life. And the more work that we do to understand our trauma and understand our attachment styles, we will realize if the kind of people that we are attracted to are healthy or not healthy, if it's our inner wound attracting us to them or if it's a trauma bond. Once we start our own healing journey, that is something that will become very clear to us as well as just really understanding where those wounds come from, what we need to do to heal them and knowing that 
we no longer have to settle for toxicity or for the bare minimum for the sake of just being in a relationship, which I also feel like if we really are cultivating our self-love, we are not going to have this need to be in just any relationship. We are going to want a relationship that adds value to our lives and a relationship that's going to make our life better. I do feel like there are some people who have this huge fear of being alone and I get it because as a human, We crave other human connection. That's so natural and that's great that you crave that. But I do think that at some point you have to be okay with being in a period of singleness because when you're constantly jumping from relationship to relationship, you really have to step back and ask yourself, why am I so quick to get in a new relationship when one ends? And also you have to ask yourself, am I taking the time to reflect on that relationship to understand how I showed up? in the relationship to understand how my partner showed up and is that what I want in my next partner? I think when we take that time to be by ourselves and evaluate our past relationships, it helps us really understand what we want even more so because we could have thought we wanted a particular trait in a partner and then we get in a relationship with that kind of person and we realize, you know what, that's not exactly what I want. I want this instead. So you really start to understand what you're truly looking for and to know what you need out of a lifelong partner. Also, you learn a lot about yourself in relationships. So taking that time to reflect on how you showed up in that relationship, what went well, what areas you could grow in, and what you don't want to bring into your next relationship is also so important. I know for me personally, I'm not going to date someone who constantly jumps from relationship to relationship because firstly, I'm going to be wondering what is the sense of urgency to jump into a new relationship, especially if it's a relationship with me. I want to know, are you jumping into this relationship because you just have a codependency nature where you just don't want to be alone? Or is it truly that you like me and that you can see a future with me? So I feel like for me, that's like a non-starter because I would have so many questions and I know everyone's situation is different, but I think it's so important. And for me, it's a green flag when I meet someone who is very introspective, who doesn't jump from relationship to relationship and takes the time to reflect and heal if need be between their relationships. Because to me, that really shows someone who understands the importance of reflecting and self-awareness and that's someone who is on the journey of becoming the best version of themselves and who's also on the journey to find the healthiest and best relationship that can go the distance. And just going back to codependency, I feel like in a relationship, it's really healthy to have your independence, to have a life outside of your partner. And again, when you are someone who's jumping from relationship to relationship, it's really important to know if you are losing yourself in these relationships. Are you who you truly want to be? Or do you just mold to what that person and that new relationship wants you to be? And I feel like that can just be a really scary thing because one day you could wake up and realize that you are living a life that you don't even like. You're just molding into what your partner wants you to be. 
Self-love is a journey. It's not a destination. It's a continual effort to fill yourself up first so that you have the capacity to pour into other people in the best and most healthy ways. So self-love really does have to be something that's a consistent part of your routine. Some of my favorite ways to fall in love with yourself and to really know yourself are one, to start a new hobby. I think it's really cool to finally start a hobby that you've always wanted to do, whether it's tennis, whether it's dance classes, art classes, pottery, anything that you have wanted to do that you can add into your schedule. Just go and do it and you don't need to do it with a group of people or a friend. Go experience that on your own. And also one thing that I really want to focus on this month is going on solo dates. It's something I've done before. I love going on solo dates, but it's something I haven't done in a while. I just haven't made time for it. So I love solo dates. Take yourself to dinner. Take yourself to some new cool thing that you found that's going on in your city. And I think the beautiful thing about starting a new hobby or going on solo dates is that one, you are going to discover the things that you truly love and enjoy doing. And secondly, the odds that you will meet someone in the space where you're both doing something you love is very high, whether that's a platonic relationship or an intimate relationship, but it's really cool to go and do something you enjoy and then meet someone really great at the same time. And you at least know that you have that thing in common. So it could just really be a beautiful start to your next friendship or your next relationship. Another crucial step in your self-love journey is really healing your traumas, especially your childhood trauma, past relationship traumas, as I mentioned earlier, or just whatever things that you've gone through that have shaped the way that you are today. It's so important to take the time to reflect on those things, to know the triggers that they have caused, and to really work through those things. I'm someone, I'm a huge fan of therapy. And what I can say is I understand and I completely resonate with the fact that sharing your soul and your heart with a stranger is not easy for everyone and it can feel so awkward and so uncomfortable. But when you find the right therapist to really work through all those things with, they're going to help you develop your little toolbox that you need so that you can combat those triggers or patterns and behaviors that have stemmed from your traumas so that you really can love yourself more deeply, but also show up the best that you can in your relationships. Because the goal I feel like should be for us to have these healthy relationships that add value to our lives, not these toxic, damaging relationships that cause so much chaos and mayhem that we are constantly stressed out and sad and anxious and depressed. That's not how we should view relationships. Relationships should not be chaotic and they should not be a constant battle. So if you have relationships like that in your life, it's definitely worth taking a step back and reflecting on how you show up in your relationships. What can you do on your end to make that relationship a healthier dynamic? And then also considering, is this a relationship that you are meant to have in your life or is it time to go your separate ways? Which can always be a tough thing, which I will definitely have to do an episode on that because breaking up with friends or a partner can be so difficult, but sometimes it can be the best thing and it really is a part of life. And so being able to navigate that in a healthy way is really important. But I do believe that when you decide to go to therapy or to really just work on your traumas, however you feel like it's best for you to do that, you have to be in a space where you're done blaming everyone else 
and just pointing the finger at what everyone else has done to you. And you have to be ready to focus on the things that you can control, which is yourself and how you show up in your relationships. And that is when you will start to see yourself really grow and really change. And that brings me to self-awareness. So self-awareness is the first step in any personal growth journey. This is something that I will likely talk about a lot, but self-awareness is a crucial part of your self-improvement and your growth journey. And when you focus on your own growth, you become better equipped to have healthier interactions with the people around you because you understand yourself more. And you also get to a point where you understand that in relationships, as I said before, the only thing that you can control is yourself and your reactions. And you can choose what direction you allow situations to go because you can't control the other person, but you can control how you respond. You can control whether or not you decide to walk away and just different things like that. So I feel like you have to be aware of your triggers and your patterns and your behaviors and how they show up in relationships and with the people that you love and the people that you interact with. And after self-awareness, you have to come to terms with that and accept it. But just because you're accepting that those are your triggers and those are your behavioral patterns, it doesn't mean that you are accepting it in a way that means you are not willing to change it. I just think once you accept, okay, this is where I am and I'm ready to overcome these challenges so that I can be the best version of myself. And then that's when you can go ahead and start making a plan and figuring out what healthy ways you can combat your triggers, how you can change your patterns and figuring out that plan and then implementing it, that's really where the growth starts. And this is also a journey. You will constantly be battling these triggers and figuring out healthy ways to handle them and really just creating your healthy little toolbox that you need so that you can combat these things. You have to think about it. If you have had these behaviors, these triggers and patterns for decades or your whole life, yes, you can definitely change. But at some point, there are going to be situations that cause you to revert back to those ways. But if you are being self-aware, you're going to notice that. And then you're going to, again, go into your toolbox and pull out that healthy habit that you have replaced that with and then utilize that. But it really is a journey and it's something that you really have to put effort into and really work on. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. And the more set in stone that new habit and that new behavior and pattern is going to become. Throughout the process of growing and changing and becoming the best version of ourselves, we really have to take the time to understand what we want out of life. And when we get to a place where we're more sure of ourselves, we'll be better equipped to choose a partner that is right for us. There's this concept in relationships that I just love. The people that come into your life are either going to be mirrors, windows, or doors. This is a concept that I saw in social media. So I'm going to break it down really quick. So the mirror is the person who comes into your life to mirror all of the parts of you that still need Need healing, they will make you more aware of your triggers and your patterns. And their purpose is to awaken a deep self-awareness in yourself. And once they fulfill that purpose, they will exit your life. So this person is not someone who was ever intended to be your forever partner. I personally believe that when you get mirror partners and you don't learn what you're meant to learn, 
you will keep getting these partners in the form of someone else until you learn whatever it is that they are coming into your life to show you. That is why I think it is crucial that when you get out of a relationship, you have to take the time to reflect and to really assess how the relationship went, how you showed up, how your partner showed up, what what went well, what didn't, and all of those things. Because when you take that time to reflect, you're really giving yourself the opportunity to say, hey, how did I show up in this relationship? And how can I show up better in my next relationship? And what are things that I liked about our relationship that I would want to take in to my next one? And what are things that I wouldn't? And when you do that, you are going to be even more sure of what you want out of a partner and what kind of partner that you want to be. The next one is the window. So this partner is meant to come into your life and really shows you what could be and what is possible. I think the window partner is so special, especially in today's time with dating, because I know just from people I've talked to, so many people have lost hope because they've had so many bad relationships and they just don't really know if they are going to get the kind of person they're looking for. But when the window comes into your life, they are very similar to what you want in a partner, but they're not quite it. So they They really show you a glimpse into what you can have when you do meet the partner that is meant to be your forever partner, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And you know, it's a relationship that isn't necessarily bad. It's just not quite right for you. And it's just really nice to get that glimpse of what is going to come into your life soon. Then we have the door. This is the person that is meant to be in your life. And this person only comes once you have opened the door to your healing work and you've really committed to your personal growth and self-love journey. I really love this concept because this is a really good way for us to conceptualize our relationships and really understand where you are and your partner's place in your life. So in the spirit of personal growth and self-awareness, I think there are some key questions that we should ask ourselves before we get into a new relationship so that we can really be sure of the decision that we're making because I really think that whoever you decide to be in a relationship with, it's a really important decision because the people that you have in your life can either elevate your life or they can really bring it down. So I think it's just really important to be sure of your decisions and to understand why you're making these decisions. So first question that I think you should ask is, why do I want to be in this relationship? If you are looking to settle down, you really have to determine if you actually like this person and if you can see yourself settling down with this person or is the reason why you want to be in a relationship with them is because they're cute and they're giving you attention at this moment. So I think it's really important to determine what it is about them that makes you want to date them specifically. And then you really need to assess where you are at mentally and emotionally. I think this is a crucial thing to consider because relationships, of course, can be so fun and exciting. But when something challenging comes up or if you get blindsided by something or that person decides to break up with you, are you mentally in a place where you can handle that? And do you have a support system around you for when tough times come up in your relationship? And also you have to consider life goals are you still able to work on your life goals and be in this relationship or is the relationship going to consume you? In a healthy relationship, you shouldn't have to give up working on your goals because you have to spend all your time with your partner. They should want you to work on the things that you're passionate about and the things that they know you love and that you're trying to accomplish just as you should do the same for them because you really need to be able to have your own life outside of them. They can't be your everything. 
And then you really have to ask yourself, what are your expectations? It is important to be really clear on what your expectations are. And are you on the same page with the person that you are about to enter into a relationship with? Do you want a casual relationship or an exclusive one? Make sure that you know where this relationship is going and that you are both on the same page before you start to invest all of this time into this person. And then your boundaries. This is so, so important. You have to be very clear on what your boundaries are. And for me, I love to make sure that I set boundaries and update and adjust them before I even start dating because I don't want someone to come along and I just get so caught up with their charm or their looks or whatever it is and literally let every boundary go. I want to make sure that I'm firm in my boundaries. And for me, the best way to do that is to make sure that I set them before I even like anyone. Because I think sometimes when you're really infatuated or you like someone, it can be easy to be like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of a boundary, but not really. But I think really setting firm boundaries and being clear with your potential partner on those boundaries and really knowing what boundaries are non-negotiables and making sure that you and your future partner will prioritize them. If your future partner cannot respect your boundaries now, they certainly are not going to magically start respecting them when you start dating. So I also think this is something that will let you know if this person is right for you is whether or not they respect your boundaries. And then the last question, which I think is the most important question that we can all ask before we enter into a relationship relationship is what triggers are likely to come up when I enter this relationship. This is you being as self-aware as you can be. When you know yourself and you have been doing the healing work, you will better understand your triggers and you will have developed a toolbox so that you can use it so that whenever you're in a discussion or maybe even a heated argument with your partner, you can pull that toolbox out and you can really handle that situation in a healthy way. For example, if you know that you shut down during tough conversations, thinking about how you can give yourself time to process, but also give your partner time to be able to express how they feel is going to be so crucial for you. Or if you know that you are passive aggressive and you have a hard time communicating directly and voicing your feelings and needs, then you have to find a way to be able to be honest about your feelings with your partner instead of becoming angry or resentful and holding things in and feeling some kind of way when you've never even expressed your feelings and given them the opportunity to validate your feelings, to acknowledge it and see how you all can move forward in a healthier way. I think whatever your triggers are and your patterns and behaviors, it's really important to think about those things before you get into a relationship and just to have on top of mind what healthy ways that you have in your toolbox that you can address these situations so that you can have a really healthy relationship. Of course, no one's perfect, but I think in those instances where maybe you don't handle things in the most healthy way, that's where taking accountability comes into place and being able to say, when you've messed up and making sure that you're doing what you need to do so that that is not a continual pattern in your relationship. And also when dating, just really taking the time to check in with yourself is going to help you determine if this is even a person that you want to enter a relationship with. I'm going to talk about this more in a later episode this month, but I think a huge thing that you can do while you are in the dating phase is to journal about your dates and how you feel when you are with that person, when you talk to them, how they 
treat you and really all the things because you will have something that you can look back on and see how your interest has either progressed or has not progressed and to really assess if you have been truly enjoying your dates and your time with this person. Also really just seeing how your conversations were, where your conversation surface level are really deep and nourishing. Are you all doing dates that you both like or just things that he liked? Really just journaling about everything that happened during that dating phase of that person and how you felt is going to really help you make the best decision when it comes time to decide if you want to be with this person. At the end of the day, your relationship journey needs to be what you want out of a partner and not what your family wants or your friends or what social media tells you that you should want. You really have to determine what your needs and your desires are and be firm in those. So that is the mini episode for today. I'm so excited for this series. I can't wait to share the other episodes with you all for this month. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of the episodes. And until next week, bye Grown Girl Gang. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye Grown Girl Gang.